This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, I'm surprised you were able to get out of bed today to do this podcast. I thought you'd be so distraught, so downbeaten because Aaron Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. I mean, who would have ever thought that? I thought it was a lock. He was coming to the black and gold, and now we'll just have to move on without him. Well, you know, I understand that um, these words were meant for much more serious issues than what we're talking about, but all I can tell you is free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. You know that that's not true, though, because it's just next man up with Steelers Nation. It's just who's the next quarterback now? Let's get him in here. Who can we trade for? Who can we sign? Well, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a few of those uh, in this latest batch of questions, so um, let's get on with it. Yeah, in fact, Jack Kincaid from Massillon, Ohio, has a question of that very nature. From the following list of four quarterbacks— Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, and Jimmy Garoppolo. If you were to pursue bringing one of them to the Steelers, who would you target and why? Okay, I guess I, I can't. I guess I just can't say none, and we can move on. So, um, all right, I mean, you can. It would just be a short podcast. <laughs> let's try and deal with this. I was going to say rationally, but all rational <laughs> thought is removed for this. Whenever the uh, Topic is Steelers quarterback. So, okay, here we go. Uh, personally, I rule out Jameis Winston and Jimmy Garoppolo because of injury. I don't want damaged goods. Winston tore an ACL and also da- uh, damaged the MCL in the same knee during a game on October 31st, 2021. So, you know, when can he get back on the field? Summer, maybe later. And you're, you're talking about a guy who's going to have to learn a whole new offense and get acclimated to new teammates. So I'm not interested in him being pushed that far back of that process, just mentally, let alone what he might be physically, as we've seen with Devin Bush. Um, you know, ACL tears are not uh, minor situations. Garoppolo might even be in a worse situation because he needs surgery on his left shoulder. Uh, he tore the UCL, the uh, ul- ulnar collateral ligament, and sustained a fracture to his right thumb, that's his throwing hand, last season. And um, I've seen reports, it was on the internet, so it has to be true, uh, he's not going to be able to throw a football for 16 weeks. Okay, so figure out the arithmetic. That's also too late because Garoppolo as well would be coming to a new team, learning a new offense, trying to get it acclimated to new teammates, so I'm eliminating those two guys. Uh, That leaves Mitchell Trubisky and Marcus Mariota. Um, I don't know a lot about either of them, except both of them were very high draft picks, and both of them have failed at least with one team to the degree where they they have been unloaded. So, you know, I'm not saying that everybody who's ever cut, um, you know, can't make a comeback, but... You know, again, you didn't warn me, so I don't have my dumpster diving shoes oh, on. I'm sorry. Uh, and so <laughs> I'm really not. In, <laughs> I'm not real interested in <laughs> those kind of players. But again, I'm trying to play nice. Um, I don't now. You know, with the uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson situation, you know, they're talking about big bucks for Mitchell Trubisky. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, again. 
is, is he a 15 to 20 million dollar a year quarterback? Not in my mind, but again, we're going to try and play nice here. So um, what I would do with those two guys is I would make them understand that they're being brought in to compete for a job. They can win the job or they may not win the job, but they're not being brought in to be anointed. And I would be looking for a two-year contract from them with them, commensurate with a backup kind of um, quarterback's range salary, uh, five to seven million a year. I don't think either one of them would take it, but I mean, that's what I would require. Jeff Elinoff from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania asks, with Brian Flores being a well-respected NFL coach, do you believe this can slash will impact players' choices to come to the Steelers in free agency period or trades? Well, I'm not going to argue with Jeff about his assessment of Brian Flores, but uh, my experience uh, with what draws team, uh, what draws free agents to teams, uh, more playing time, uh, a starting job, and then there's also that significant. Factor, which is cha-ching, cha-ching. So um, <laughs> it seems like that's the biggest factor of them all. I've got to be honest. In my my years of watching and following football, money seems to talk. Yes, and as uh, Dan Rooney once said to me, "Whenever the question is why, the answer is money." <laughs> Ray James from Woodstock, Georgia. Could you see Tua Tagovailoa following Brian Flores to the Steelers? That's a new one, Labs. We haven't heard Tua's name yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, trying to just in, let's let's try and keep it fresh. <laughs> yeah. You know. right. Same subject, but keep it fresh. Um, you know, Ray, I don't know that Tua Tagovailoa and Brian Flores are like pals. Right. I mean, I understand that um, Flores was the coach when Tua was drafted. Uh, in Miami, by Miami, but my understanding from talking to some people who work uh, cover the Dolphins is that um, Flores was not a big fan of Tua, and Tua is not necessarily a, was not when he when Flores left was fired by the Dolphins, he was not necessarily a big fan of him either because you know when someone doesn't really like you or want you, um, kind of sours the relationship. Okay, but beyond that, um, you know, Tua is bound to the Dolphins through 2023 uh, because of the four-year contract he signed as a rookie, and those, those are very reasonable numbers for quarterbacks now. And um, that, and also the Dolphins could exercise the fifth-year option on him, uh, which would mean he would be bound to the, that team through 2024. You know, we haven't even gotten to 2022 yet. Right. And through 2024, that's a long time from now. Uh, maybe Brian Flores has a new job. Um, maybe Tua has either made himself into so valuable or proven himself to be so incapable uh, that you don't want him. So, I mean, I just don't think that that's even worth discussing at this point. Yeah, I mean, you said you talked to some people around the organization. Me not talking to people around the organization, just watching football. I mean, he barely was able to compete with Ryan Fitzpatrick a couple years ago. In fact, he got benched a couple times for him. And there were reports last year that Flores was really aggressive in talking to Dolphins ownership to pursue Deshaun Watson. So I think the writing's on the wall pretty clearly that he and Tua were not seeing eye-to-eye in Miami. I, don't, I do not disagree with that at all, or as 
Bill Cower used to say, that's an accurate statement. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Sam McCall from Bethesda, Maryland. How many times have the Steelers used either the exclusive franchise tag, the non-exclusive franchise tag, or the transition tag? When using these tags, have the Steelers ever lost a free agent to another team? Um, okay, uh, since 1994, which is when this all started with, with these tags, the Steelers have used the tag 11 times. Uh, chronological, and let me say this first. They, uh, the Steelers have lost players that they have tagged once the tag expired, but never have they lost a player. You know, like, for example, the transition tag allows the original team to match any offers that the player would bring. Uh, that's never happened where the Steelers have uh, failed to match an offer or even gotten an offer. And they've never, uh, likewise, nothing with the franchise tag has ever materialized either. Okay, so starting in order. 1994, Eric Green, tight end, franchise tag. 95, safety, Carnell Lake, franchise tag. 2002, outside linebacker Jason Gilden, franchise tag. 2008, uh, offensive tackle Max Starks, transition tag, which and the Steelers signed him. 2009, offensive tackle Max Starks, franchise tag, Steelers kept him. So my little uh, note to you is, next time you see Max around the studios, he should pick up the tab for lunch. Uh, 20, and I like Max a lot, too. Max, He's the I'm best, yeah. But, but you should you should. But he buy. should pay for lunch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 2010, Jeff Reed, kicker, transition tag. 2014, outside linebacker Jason Worlds, transition tag. 2017, Le'Veon Bell. You might re- you might remember mm-hmm. him. Exclusive franchise tag, which means you're not allowed. To, he's not allowed to negotiate with anybody. 2018, running back Le'Veon Bell franchise tag. Now that was the year that Bell decided he, he wasn't going to play, and um, so uh, the Steelers did lose him, but not while he was on the tag. Uh, and the last time was 2020, but the pre-franchise right. tag. Antonio Campos from Torian, Kalua, Mexico. Could a young Hall of Famer, let's say Calvin Johnson, who is 36 years old, come out of retirement to play one more season? Um, okay. I, I really think the arithmetic here would prevent that. Because in order to have a Hall of Fame career, you ha- <clears throat> excuse me, you have to be playing Let's say 30 is, is about the youngest you could the be. The cutoff, all right. Right. Okay, that's when your career ends. Right. Then you got to wait five years before you're even eligible. So let's say, again, you get in on the first ballot. That makes you 35, and you haven't played football in five years. I, I, I mean, I don't think there is anyone whose body, whose skills could survive that kind of timetable, but there is no rule against it. I would have to imagine that if you're walking away from the game early, you're probably not inclined to come back. I, just a, a hunch. It's, and it might be injuries like Gail Sayers or, right. or Terrell Davis. You just might not be able to give it a go anymore. Steve Trotterman from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Do you think the Steelers might go to camp with just three quarterbacks? The upside I see for that is more reps available for the ones who's there. The downside is not enough arms for the other players in camp. Um, no, the real downside is um, you come out of training camp and the guy who wins the competition 
uh, goes into the regular season with a dead arm. Yeah. Because there's 90 players, there's a lot of practices, there's a lot of receivers, a lot of drills. Um, you know, there are enough preseason games and enough days of training camp for uh, a team to make a fairly informed decision. You don't want to you don't want the guy going into the regular season with a dead arm. No, and they're going into camp with four quarterbacks. It's from Kevin right, Colbert's right. mouth himself. Holden yes. Sparks from Clarion, Pennsylvania. Do you ever think Ben Roethlisberger will come to the Steelers to coach or even be part of the staff in general? Well, this is my day to steal uh, other people's quotes. <laughs> You're taking lines um, from everyone. <laughs> yeah, never say never, but never. Short and sweet. I, mean, I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has a fam. Ben has a family. Uh, he's financially secure. Um, I mean, why would you want to? We, we've talked about this on A in the past. A lot of these great all time players doesn't really translate to coaching, or they just have no interest in coaching. And it, I mean, it's it's a nice living, okay? Right. But it's not it's not NFL franchise quarterback money. <laughs> And it's a lot more hours. Nothing because, really is that kind of money. Well, but I mean, for example, if you're a player, your season ended in mid-January, um, you're really doing nothing. Maybe with some working out. Right, right. Uh, if you're an NFL assistant coach, you're already watching film of uh, video. You might have had to go to the uh, Senior Bowl, had to go to the Combine. Now you've got to have draft meetings free agent meetings. I mean, this is a, you know, there's no really no off season uh, for a lot of these guys. So, you know, it's, it's not as glamorous or um, sexy uh, as it actually might seem to be from the outside. Robert McCreary from Springfield, Illinois, in response to a previous submission to asked and answered about bringing Mike Munchak back to Pittsburgh, do you think the Steelers front office have considered enticing Munch- Munchak's daughter and her husband to move to Pittsburgh? Um, <laughs> uh, I would think it's more likely that the Steelers front office has decided to stay out of family matters. Um, <laughs> They're you know, recruiting them, again. Labs. They're recruiting them hard to come to Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, Mike Munchak's daughter, uh, her husband, their child, if, and maybe there's more children involved. I, I don't know. Um, but I mean, they, you know, their life has nothing to do with football. They don't want the football life um, just because a Steeler fan or a group of Steelers fans want her dad to come back to coach the offensive line. Um, really, I, I think that's really going way too far, uh, getting yourself involved in that kind of stuff for that. Nathan Geisler from Boise, Idaho. I was looking at next year's list of NFL players who are eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's class of 2023. One of those players is Steelers All-Pro outside linebacker James Harrison. He is the Steelers' all-time leader with 80-and-a-half career sacks. In your opinion, do you believe he is a Hall of Famer? By the way, that uh, all-time leader in career sacks, that number's going to fall real soon, probably next year. (laughs) Well, but it's accurate today. For today, it's accurate. Until TJ can get back on the field again. Um. You know, this is the thing with the Hall of Fame, and I've answered a lot of these questions in a, in, in a somewhat similar way. There's two things to consider here. Is the guy Hall of Fame worthy? Can he get elected? Those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in my mind, James Harrison is worthy. I would vote for him if I had a, a, a vote, but I don't. Now, can he get elected? There's two things I think that are working against him in that respect. Well, maybe three. We'll say the first one is um, Steelers um, fatigue. Yeah. I, you know, five guys went in. What was it last year? I think those selectors are just tired right. of Steelers. Um, and don't think that, you know, in those meetings that the, the guys or the people, um, men or women representing the other franchises, don't point that out. You know, hey, uh, I don't know, we're the, for example, and no, all due respect to the Bengals, we're the Cincinnati Bengals. We just had our first guy put in. Right. You know. It's enough Steelers no, we already. Have no, right. Our, uh, no good players on our team, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. So, Ken Anderson deserves to be in. <laughs> but anyway, that's off the subject. Um, so, there's Steelers fatigue. Uh, another reason is, you know, 80 and a half sacks, and for Harrison, um, you would add all of his sacks. So, he had two with Cincinnati and two with New England during his short time with each of those teams. So that's 84 and a half sacks. All right, here are some sack totals. His stats aren't, you know, that great. Here are some sack totals of other guys uh, kind of comparable to him uh, with their, their numbers. Kevin Green, 160. Mm. Charles Haley, 100 and a half. Ricky Jackson. 136. Richard Dent, 137 and a half. Chris Dolman, 150 and a half. Michael Strahan, 141 and a half. So Harrison's 84 and a half sacks, you know, that's a nice number, but you could see yeah. um, where, where he ranks. And those are, those are other Hall of Famers. Uh, another reason that, that voters might look up over him or past him early on in his candidacy is, you know, the fifth or sixth week of the 2010 regular season is when the NFL decided that they were going to change the rules about how uh, you could tackle players. You know, that was the player safety initiative. Right. Um, So Harrison then became kind of the villain. And I don't think it was, it was fair. And I also don't think it was accurate, but he became the face, the villainous face of um, that kind of uh, headhunting play. Now, uh, James Harrison had played thousands of snaps in the NFL before that and never received an, un- uh, an unnecessary roughness penalty. Okay, all of a sudden now he's getting fined left and right, right for doing the same stuff that he had been doing. Now, you know, I get that, and I'm not saying that, you know, the player safety thing and trying to take concussions out of the game and all that was is bad. But I also don't think that vilifying him as an individual was fair. So those are the, the things in my mind that James Harrison has to overcome. But I will say in favor of his candidacy, one of the uh, qualifications uh, that voters uh, look for is was the guy a dominant player in his era, and I don't think with Harrison the the, the it's unquestionably the answer to that is yes, he was feared. Oh yeah, um, 
and that 100-yard pick six in the Super Bowl is the greatest defensive play in Super Bowl history. Um, You know, for a one five-year season, a five-year span, five-season span, he averaged over 10 sacks a year. And he was getting held all the time. All the time. All the time. So I'm surprised um, his back didn't break more often. (laughs) So, you know, as I said, I believe that he is Hall of Fame worthy. I think he fits a lot of the criteria that voters look for in terms of, um, you know, his qualifications, his his career, his performances, his two Super Bowl rings, uh, all of that stuff. But his stats, Steelers fatigue and player safety initiative, uh, I think it's going to that those are going to be things that are going to hang over him for a while. I hope that, um, you know, eventually he is able to overcome those. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think he is for sure a Hall of Famer, but I see the voters that have Steelers fatigue referencing that total sack number and listing some of the players like you did in your answer and using that as the argument against him. Uh, it just seems yeah. like that's an easy one for them to point at and say, hey, only 84 and a half career sacks. He didn't even break 100. We're going to let this guy in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Which right. they, but they should. Finally, Anthony Moreno from Brooklyn, New York, has our final question by asking, when was the last time the Steelers picked in the top three of a draft? Um, okay, so these last time things, you know, I get a lot of this. Um let me just remind Anthony and everyone, anyone else listening, when you get, when you refer to the Steelers in that respect, you know that's they're going into their ninetieth season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have that has this ever happened, or you know, when did it happen? Those kinds of things, you have to understand that there's a lot of years. So the Steelers have participated in every NFL draft that was ever held because the first one was in 1936. So what I often do is what, is what I'm going to do here is I divide NFL history into pre-merger, NFL-AFL merger, and post-NFL-AFL merger. Right. So the merger was in 1970. So since then, the Steelers have drafted in the top 10 six times. They were 8th overall in 2000, 10th overall in 1987, uh, seventh overall in 1989, ninth overall in 1986, eighth overall in 1971, first overall in 1970. So there you go, and that was the Bradshaw pick. If you needed any more confirmation about how incredible the Steelers franchise has been basically throughout its entire history, I mean, only a handful of times being picked in the top ten. It says it all right there. In 52 years. Right, and the years are few and far between. I mean, 70 and 71 were close, but then you jump to 86 and 89 and 87. I mean, it's been a dominant, dominant franchise, the class of the NFL, if you will. That'll do it for us today on this edition of Asked and Answered. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opperman, and we will be back again with a fresh episode and a fresh batch of questions next week.